clear. But it's just airplanes, so it's not, it's it's, not really no this is This is the best seat now. It's, it's got a runway in the front yard. <laughs> and welcome back to Southern Fun Radio Live. There was a little lag there because, as everybody can hear, they got a little bit of jet noise in the background. You know, they got to do something about this airplane noise. Like, make it happen more than just six days. I don't know why anybody would want to live near an airport. I don't either, man. And then there's the really crazy <laughs> ones that actually live on an airport. Yeah, it's just absurd. And I love the smell of jet in the morning. <laughs> Welcome back to Sun and Fun Radio Live. This is our 25th annual broadcast here at the Sun and Fun Fly-In. I want to... Welcome to the deck, my friends, my brothers, my camping partners, Jack, Jeb, and Dave, the voices in your head from Uncontrolled Airspace, the Jack Hodgson General Aviation Podcast. <laughs> okay. We're going like, to retire that joke this, soon, this, this right? This will come up in the next board meeting. Hey, Slash Jack Hodgson. Talk to him. I this, Okay. You guys put it out there on UCAP. It's it's all <laughs> it's there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is everybody ready for it? It's all Hodgson's fault. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, um, you guys are going to be up here. You're going to be talking about everybody. you got some guests coming up. I am not going to be t- trampling on your time. Where Jack, Dave and I have been talking all week. We've been po- talking you up. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time, my great pleasure, to introduce the Uncontrolled Airspace General Aviation Podcast and producer, director, and all-around good guy, Jack Hodgson. Thank you, David. Before you run off, I just want to yes, say, I, I, and we're going to thank you at the end, too, but I just want to thank you. First of all, I want to say congratulations on the 25 years. Isn't I mean, that cool? And we've been joking around a little bit all week long, and maybe we haven't formally uh, congratulated you and your team, um, uh, both current and his, past team members, for uh, the work that you do here. Um, it's uh, it's really something, and, and we watch you and know how much work it is. So uh, congratulations on that. It's, it's uh, something you should be proud of. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, my, my crew needs to be proud of the work that they do because I couldn't do it without them. I just heard cats. Yeah, okay. So uh, thank you, Jack. I you're, appreciate you're it. You're very, very and, welcome. And you guys are a huge, huge part of the growth of the of the radio station. I'm and, glad we could help a little bit. We're, we're just thank here you. to fill an hour without violating any FCC rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, now I'm worried. Yeah, you should worry. <laughs> we always think about this in advance. Thanks, uh, guys. Welcome, folks, to uh, Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podca- Podcast, doing one of our special and, and most fun of the year episodes uh, on, uh, on Dave Schalbader's Sun and Fun Radio. <laughs> So uh, we're back again. It's uh, Sunday morning. Uh, uh, for those of you who are listening on the live stream and on the radio, obviously know that. For those of you who are listening on our podcast feed, um, it's a beautiful Sunday morning here at uh, Lakeland, Florida, uh, at the grounds of Sun and Fun 2019. Um, it's, I mean, it's just be- Is it like this here all year round, Jeb? What, is this like, this is crazy. Which part? The weather? Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. This is very, very nice. And it's been... For, been for those of us who don't live in, you know, cold northeast U.S., this is kind of normal, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. No alligators? All right, no... Okay. Well, you're, you're, you're not... See, there's alligator repellent all around us. Mm-hmm. And it works very well because there's not an alligator within, I don't know, half a mile uh, of this they, place. They, I was on the... the uh, the uh, I was listening to uh, uh, the controllers this morning on the scanner, and uh, they were they basically did this sort of informal notum of a turtle on the runway. All right, they they, they said uh, use caution, turtle on that, the runway. That happens. Yeah. that happens. Yeah. So, anyways, hi David, how are you doing? Doing lovely. Doing lovely. Uh, uh, glad to have all three of us back here together yeah. after a busy week. Uh, uh, Mr. Shawbetter was uh, interested in me. 
helping out on the deck here. So I've been doing this nine to eleven slot on the radio I know, you, every morning. Yeah, you're three. You're two hours in already this morning. And, uh, yeah, to slide in with you guys uh, to to cap it all off and close it out for me. Uh, real treat. It's always nice when we're not only in the same time zone, but we're in the same zip code. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's been a fun week. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the highlights here. Uh, Jeb, what have you heard from out in the world about what's going on here or what was going on here? Anything in particular you're interested to hear about? Not really. I mean, the news was made early on when I was still here, mm-hmm. or the news announcements. I, I did see some things from um, um, the, the Kings on their some of their new training uh, mm-hmm. uh, materials. Um, I saw the Kings sporties. walking around. Yeah. The, yeah, you know, so are like aviation legends, almost truly aviation legends. All right, and I, I'm and I'm wandering the in the core, what they call the core area here, all the exhibit uh, corridors and right. whatnot. Um, and 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 there's this nice little couple uh, of you know man and woman um, who you know somehow you get the vibe that it's husband and wife. All right, walking down the wa- walkway, um, sort of. I mean, I didn't see any. You know, uh, uh, entourage or anything. You know, is just like the kings are just walking around. Yeah, you know, gen- general aviation is pretty much entourage free. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, <laughs> you okay? Uh, yeah, you're not going to see us on an HBO series, right? So, so there's no hope for us to have an entourage. Is that what you're saying? Um, let's talk about something else. All right, yeah. we got an entourage. Jim's here. Jim's here, and who? Oh, yeah, that's so. Larry's here. And Larry. Well, no, Larry's. Of Larry's a star in his own right. I was going to say Larry, Mary and his Beth. lovely wife, Marabella. I, I, I think but if Mary the, Beth, I, I hazard a guess these uh, good good friends of ours would be here, even if we weren't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what are we seeing? The, the, so the weather's been beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've had a couple of... You've had were, some sun and you've had some fun, I guess. Yeah, well, and we had a couple... A couple. We, one morning, we had a really <clears> good thunderstorm sweep through. Um, I saw that on radar. And uh, last night during the night air show, it was really pretty interesting to watch because although there were no thunderstorms here, um, there were some pretty good thunderstorms up sort of in the Orlando area. Uh-huh. Um, you, we could see them on radar and we could see them across the field. I mean, they were basically the backdrop to the air, night air show. So there was some really interesting lightning flashes off in that direction and uh, that was that was pretty interesting David what did you think of that well we had it was a lovely night air show unfortunately we had uh, some uh, scattered layer here so some of the acts uh, didn't quite get to produce what they normally do to entertain the crowds like the uh, the golden knights they went out but we didn't get to see a lot of their show and them coming down together uh, the uh, drone show which I know is something Jack is particularly interested in I seeing am. someday. <laughs> yeah, someday. The, the winds picked up and, and scotched that, and they were having some problems with the, the uh, GPS that navigates those birds for them. And uh, I'm trying to decide if I'm buying that story, but maybe I guess I am. That's their story, and they're sticking yeah, to it. Yeah, I guess it. so, huh? Yeah, so uh, yeah. So the drones failed to fly. Uh, this is that big formation drone thing that we've seen, not by this organization, by another outfit that did it like at the Super Bowl or at the Olympics or something like that. And I wanted to see them fly, but they didn't, they didn't fly. So, but it was still a lovely evening, and the wrap-up fireworks show was spectacular. The fireworks were, you know, I mean, that, that yeah, they definitely were a good capper for that evening. I didn't expect the wall of fire. So I, because I wanted to see the drone, see, I often watch the night air show from back here. The radio station is sort of at the back of the exhibit area. And so we usually watch the, I usually watch the night air show from a distance. Um, but I wanted to be up close to see the drones. So I was actually standing right up nearly the very front of the flight line, all right, to see the drones. 
And uh, so I, I figured when the drones didn't happen, I'm going to stick around and watch the fireworks up close. And I did, and they were good fireworks. Um, and the finale was especially good. They did a nice job with the, you know, the big, big finish. But then what happened was, so the big finish happened, and everybody's clapping, and yay, oh, you know. And then all of a sudden, there's like four more big booms from the, you know, out in the area where the uh, fireworks were shooting off from. And, and, and I think everybody turns back to go, oh, there's going to be a little bit more, all right? And then it goes boom, 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 and then a hesitation, and then wall of fire all right like you know however long that thing is two three hundred feet or something like that maybe more i don't know um and uh, and i was really close and it was you could feel the heat and uh, uh-huh. you know it was it and i did not expect that i didn't i i spoke to a number of people who said they didn't expect the wall of fire to uh, to be there have you ever been up jeb up close to the, that wall of fire thing we've been i've been close enough to fireworks in the past that that i got warm from them yeah yeah have you ever got rained on? Have you ever got dropped in fireworks? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know this until, you know, I mean, I, and I, some people know that my day job is in the events industry, all right? And occasionally I'm involved with events that take place outdoors, and occasionally they have fireworks, all right? And, and uh, it was, I, I had been doing events for quite some time before we did one that we had our own fireworks and, and then had to clean up. Don't think right. about having to clean up after right. the fireworks, okay? Uh, fireworks <clears throat> leave behind a lot of debris, all right? Because, you know, the, these fireworks shells don't just disintegrate into ash, all right? They basically break into two or three pieces and then fall to the ground, all right? And so we had to go out and clean up. I was, the, I was the head of a team of volunteers that had to go out and clean up all the fireworks debris. And I was watching last night thinking, all that debris is falling right on this runway and right on that taxiway, and this is going to be a mess to clean up. But uh, but I've actually, if you, so, you know, they put a safe area. There's like, yeah. I mean, just like we have with the, with the fly-ins and with like the Blue Angels and whatnot, fireworks um, have a legally mandated safe area that you're not allowed to be too close to the the launching points um and uh the uh, wind changed for a fireworks thing that i was at one time i was very up the front edge and debris was falling sure. on us um and it was almost a little scary because things do fall on you, you know, so fireworks keep falling on my head yeah so uh, but uh david that, that's when you know you're too close yeah <laughs> or, or just close enough you know because um, fireworks are best when they're right over your head right Truly, when you, you want them right up there, like maybe not quite vertical, but you know, like maybe twenty degrees down, and and close enough so that there's no time lag for the booms. They're looking at each other funny. Like, is this going to come up at the next meeting? Oh, no, man. no, it's nothing like that. It's just I just never was engaged in a discourse on the optimal positioning for fireworks observation. Well, you'll thank me so, later. I, I, this, yeah, okay. I will thank you later, yeah. Okay. Um, David, in your, in your, in your week of, uh, of uh, reporting, if you will, out here on the deck, um, did, did you talk to lights or anyone in a position of, of, of knowledge about what the attendance numbers might be and things well, like that? Well, lights was on, uh, I think it was yesterday, came back. He was on earlier in the week, came back yesterday, and uh, uh, gave us the news. It may have been the day before. My apologies, because they've started to run together a little bit now. But the uh, last time lights was on, uh, he was as excited and fired up as I've ever seen him because the show had already exceeded all past attendance records. Now, that, it was two days ago because we still had two days left in the show when, uh, when he was telling us that, so it can only get bigger. Uh, the uh, vendors have been smiling. People are buying. The halls were full the last couple of days. The weather didn't really put a damper on anything. The weather would move through, and the runway nine operation from Lake Parker arrival would re- would resume, and boom, we're back to normal. 
Uh, it didn't interfere with the Thunderbirds show. I'm sorry, the Blue Angels show. Ooh. Boy, I stick my tongue. Ooh. I got my tongue caught Next on my eye. You, know, you, you might not make it. You might not make it to the car. Next yeah. thing you're gonna you're gonna give this the wrong this fly in the wrong name. Um, go, so yeah, they uh, so attendance was good. Attendance was yeah. Attendance. I, I expect to hear that it's an all time record of the uh, vendors that have conversed with me the last three days. Uh, they're selling whatever they sell in good numbers it's making them smile uh and the only uh the only complaint that i've heard out of pedestrians out of the uh, regular folks that come here is that they got onto some areas of the field uh where the uh relief facilities were far and few between and they probably yeah. could have used a, a few more on those spots yeah uh, so i'm sure that that'll that'll come up in their debrief yeah Yep, but uh, yeah, the crowds definitely seemed very, very strong. Yeah, Dave, you and I were um, found ourselves in a golf cart trying to make our way back from the front gate on Saturday afternoon as the fly-in, the first fly-in, was ending, and the crowd. Well, surprisingly, a, a large part of the crowd was leaving, even though there was a a, a night sh- show about to happen, or not about, but going to happen later. But it was a big crowd. I mean, you know, like so, the number of people who, even the number of people who weren't staying, was a big crowd. Well, that's an interesting thing because. And watching folks stream out toward the parking lot, I thought, boy, it's, the, the best part of the day is about to come up. And yeah. Saturday is the longest day at this show. starts with the balloon launch, ends with the night show. But about 45 minutes or so before the night show was supposed to kick out, we got this steady stream of folks coming back yeah. in. So I think a lot of folks decided that they wanted to take a little repast mm-hmm. on something other than air show food. Yeah, that could and well be. went out and well, came back in. What, what else did you guys see? Film, I mean, I wasn't here. I had to go work for a living. Uh, I know. And, and y'all were, you know, here all week, funning and frolicking. What was the high points? What were the low points for, of your week? Tell me. What, 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 what did I miss? I have to write that down. You go ahead first, David. The high point of the show. The high Funning point of the show. and frolicking. Here we go. Okay. Uh, uh, Blue Angels. The Blue Angels are always very cool. The thing that surprised me, Jeb, about the Blue Angels here this year is I've never, ever seen the Blue Angels do an appearance where they did four consecutive days. Um, really? Yeah. After t- today will be the fourth day. And five, you know, and they did the, so the rehearsal, you know, uh, which is sort of a pseudo performance. Right. Um, so on the first day, which I guess was Thursday, um, they did the the practice, not rehearsal, practice, um, in the first thing in the morning, and then they did their regular show in the afternoon, and then they did a show on Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon and this afternoon. They'll be doing um, another one today. So I've never seen the Blue Angels appear, you know, which I think is a is a another measure of how big uh-huh. this show. I agree. You know, I would agree. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun. You know, as always, we recorded the no, no we did. I guess we didn't record a show an, a daily during the Blue Angels. It's always kind of fun. You remember the time we did that? Yeah, yeah. Way, way back when, when we were doing early on doing dailies, and um, it worked so well, no one else remembers. It. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and we were standing out there, um, sort of towards the main gate, near sort sort of towards Paradise City, thinking that we're kind of far away from where things are happening, you know, and so we can record a daily there, all right? And like three or four times while we were recording the daily, the it may have been the Thunderbirds that year, but whoever it was, the big jet team just kept flying right over our heads, all right? And uh, and I was like. Oh my gosh! No one's going to be able to hear. It. They're going to hate. This. this is going to be awful. All right, but it, they, we got mail from listeners who said that was awesome. I love that. The noise is great. You know, and so it's how it's amazing how often I will be setting up things with with people to interview them for the podcast, and they'll go, "Well, we got to find some place quiet." And I go, "No, no, we don't want quiet." What did, What have you seen? Well, I've 
been focusing a lot this week on avionics because that's what one of my clients has me doing. And uh, seeing some interesting thing, Garmin's here with their certified uh, G3X system, and they had it in a Grumman Tiger, uh, visited with the Grand Rapids folks, GRT. Uh, they have a new little box that can be used in a certificated airplane. It can't replace anything, and it can unplug from the electrical system, which powers it. But it gives you everything, including synthetic vision, if I remember right. And it fits in a standard instrument hole. Uh, that was kind of intriguing. Um, if it only had USB power jack coming out of the front, that would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, 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 that may have been an opportunity yeah. missed. Uh, let's see. The uh, Piper is here with two new trainers. Right. And they announced some huge orders for that. Yeah. So Biggest can, in their history, they say. I'm sorry? Biggest in their history, they say. Yeah, uh, biggest order the company's ever had. Uh, the airplane, one of the airplanes here, the instrument version of it, uh, it looks familiar. It kind of reminds you of a Cherokee, but uh, <laughs> that's not what they're calling it. The T-100 and the T-100 India. Uh, really pretty airplane, up to Piper's usual finish. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw the boss when I was visiting with my old friend, uh who flew me on air-to-air missions for a week, uh, uh, Bart Jones. He's their chief pilot. And, uh, man, the, uh, the the little new trainer was just getting a steady stream of people looking at it. Yeah. Uh, the eye has a new engine in it, uh, and it's uh, it, it's already a winner for them with the order backlog they've got. And as uh, Bart mentioned, backlogs are good. Backlogs are great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Was there anything here that just really surprised you? Wow, why didn't I think of that kind of moment? That's an interesting question. Um, you know, and, and this is going to sound like, a, 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 you know, not the right answer for that question, but maybe not. But that's the good thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, it's it's comforting. Is that, is that a good word? You're, you're, you're a, still in your comfort zone? Yeah. You, you haven't just, been disrupted? It's very pleasant here, you know. It's just, I mean, this is, this has been the, the case of the sun and fun flying for me all along, right, is that it's, you know... It's, it's centering. It's and, it, and it's not as big and crazy and insane as the flying up the road, you know, and uh, um, it's got all... It, 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 I mean, it pushes all the buttons. It's, it, you know, checks all the boxes, all right? More but, accessible. Um, but it is much more accessible, and uh, um, it's very nearly as hot and humid, I'll say that, all right? Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, um, surprising. David, anything surprise you? That's, uh, did, did, did you find anything surprising this week? Uh, Just like, oh, wow. Well, okay. the, little, the little box that I mentioned from GRT uh, kind of surprised me because uh, it didn't come out of the AEA convention the week before. Uh, and uh, listening to one of the uh, uh, guests that we had on the deck talking about his pole-to-pole flight, uh, Mr. De Laurentiis, uh, telling us how they'd swapped out avionics from brand G to brand A because of how differently it calculates latitude and longitude in, in, in a way that's more favorable to them going over the South Pole and the North Pole in particular. Uh, a couple of little chachka things. I was looking at some synthetic vision system, but heads-up display systems for GA aircraft. Those are starting to, uh, those are starting to proliferate. And getting a look at some of these, they can go right on. They can go right up on your roof, project down on the combiner on in front of the uh, on top of the glare shield, and uh, take data from your Wi-Fi equipped 
uh, tablet or a GPS and get your our, our, uh, primary flight display. And then you get altitude, airspeed, vertical speed, uh, roll, pitch, and uh, the DG all in this display that's focused about 30 feet in front of where you're looking at it. Uh, so you can see right through it. You can see the runway coming and never have to take your eyes down in the cockpit to keep track of the critical data that you need to keep track of on approach. Uh, my GoFlight has one. Uh, there was one at a couple of other booths. Uh, something that uh, is on my list to, to, to check out when my project finally gets close enough to start thinking about avionics. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wonder if head, <clears throat> excuse me, heads-up displays are not one of the next big things for, for light GA, or at least in the portable electronics market for light GA. Is there likely to be a big certification issue with adding that kind of equipment? It's advisory only. Okay. Um, and a lot of it is, is strictly portable. Right. Uh, you plug it in and let it align itself, and boom, there it goes. Right. None of that's connected to the airplane, so the FAA technically so doesn't care. Not unlike the way we add iPads to our Not unlike our the way we add iPads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The Dynown had a new uh, lower-cost box uh, a primary flight display. Uh, they've done such a great job of adding uh, uh, approvals to some of their products, and now they're available for part 23 airplanes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it that that whole alternative approval process has really opened up the door to a lot of to a lot of new avionics that uh, i know certificated guys would drool over when they'd see it in experimental aircraft right. and now the systems the companies have matured the, the product and they've moved into this alternative approval process and he's starting to see them pop up everything. The G3, uh, the G3 from Garmin is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. For about five grand, you can put one of those on top of the other in place of your AI and your DG. And the IFR capable and uh, will work with your autopilot. Uh, Not necessarily. It, well, it depends on the autopilot and the installation, but it has that potential. And uh, it's it just really taken off in the, in right, the last right, four or yeah. five years since uh, EAA and uh, uh, Dynon got those first approvals. So, yeah. One thing that doesn't quite rise to the level of surprise, I guess, exactly. But uh, So, Jeb, Jeb we, uh, we for years, a couple of years now, we've been talking about getting all the way down to Choppertown. We haven't done that uh-huh, in a while. Because uh-huh. Choppertown, Choppertown um, you know, as we've said before, Choppertown has always been the most distant point on all of the sun and fun grounds. Um, well, this year, they've moved it further away. <laughs> <laughs> not to be outdone. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not a lot further, but it is, in fact, further away than it used to be. But uh, Dave and I did uh, take a ride down there one evening, too. To uh, look at the uh, choppers and to record a daily down there, and uh, that was kind that, of interesting. Yeah. It was there was a moment. There was this is a surprise. All right, there was a brief moment. All right, because it was at the air show was just over. All right, and airplanes hadn't quite started taxiing yet, and we're way off at the edge of the of the field. All right, there was a brief, maybe ten second period where it was quiet. I mean, it was like silence. Silence. Oh, that's what that is. Something's wrong. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The noise here is awesome. It's music, you know. Right. But uh, right. but it, it was a little bit of a, of a surprise to be down there, and and, and I suddenly looked up and uh, and I thought, wow, it's quiet. It's and then and then it's wind. And then it changed. And then it's wind taxied by. You right. know, but right. uh, but that was okay too. So we're uh, coming up on a uh, break period uh, where you're listening to uh, Sun and Fun Radio. 
1510 a.m. or live snf We've got more guests coming on in another half hour for, well, another 25 minutes for the three of us to talk. We're going to have a guest here that talks about one of the newer events on the circuit. So we'll be back shortly. This is uh, Uncontrolled Airspace on Sun and Fun Radio. This is Larry Overstreet celebrating Sun and Fun Radio's 25th anniversary. You're listening to Sun and Fun Radio, WPEP 788, 1510 a.m., and online at liveatc.net slash SNF. And now back to the Sun and Fun Radio deck, where we're celebrating the 45th birthday of Sun and Fun and the 25th birthday of Sun and Fun Radio. That's a lot of candles. <laughs> Welcome back to the deck here at Sun and Fun Radio and Uncontrolled Airspace. Um, you know, a bunch of years ago, uh, I was unable to be present for one of our episodes up at the other fly-in up the road, and, and, and Jeb was gone as well, and we had to press David into service. And he was, a, he was a yeoman, you know, he was a team player, and he did it, and he said he was going to hate it. And he did a really good job back then, all right, but still insisted he was never, ever going to do it again. And if you were paying attention to that last out uh, at the end of that first segment, uh, Dave just took charge. So, uh, so I guess we're going to start calling it Dave Higdon's Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast now, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> you do not. You do not get to beg off. When uh, we you, need. you do that, and I'm going to start using a phrase you disliked early in the years. There's no jack age like <laughs> yeah. our jack age. Jeb, you'll be pleased to hear that in your absence, uh, Dave and I did manage to hold up our reputation of just plain getting it wrong from time to time. Uh, this shocks me. Yeah. If it's a sunrise, it's a day we're going to get something wrong. Yeah. We were in one of the dailies. We were out on the, uh, uh, we had our own, by the way, uh, don't be hurt. Magical moment. We had our own magical moment uh, out on the uh, Warbird ramp, um, which, well, that's, no, there's another joke there, too. Um, uh, Dave and I were out there uh, on the ramp talking about some of the airplanes we were, and, and we were looking at two particular airplanes and, like, just talking like we knew what we were talking about. Um, the uh, uh, first of all was the question about the, uh, um, what the mission of the twin Mustang might have been. Uh-huh. Right? And according to this listener, this is a Glenn, Glenn from New Zealand, uh, who's a, a, a Camp Bacon um, you know, Okay, uh, sure, yeah, I remember Glenn, sure. Um, and he checked in on Twitter to say, uh, he says the twin Mustang was designed to escort B-29s. Yeah. And he said one version had a, a radar installed so they could be used as a night fighter. So I don't know whether, but I had always heard that they only made one of them. So I don't know what, maybe the version's on paper or something like that. Uh I couldn't tell you. I, yeah. I know watching it fly the last uh, few days uh, it, uh, really stunned me how different it sounds yeah. than a P-51D. Yep. And he points out that they were quickly replaced. Um, in, see, he just suggests that they actually went into production. I don't know. Or into, into combat. It's a shame in this day and age yeah, I know. we don't have some Well, this is why we've got listeners. So we can now transfer the getting it wrong onto a listener instead of just a... Shazam. Yeah, I know. So so what else did we Also, um, I was mostly suggesting that the F-18 out there had Air Force markings on it. Um, And uh, Glenn pointed out that the F-18 wasn't an Air Force um, uh, aircraft. Uh, It was apparently Navy only, so... uh, Or, you know, Navy Marines only. What would we do without Glenn? I know. So (laughs) thank you, Glenn, for uh, for filling us in on that. And uh, and, uh, because... But it's a big... If you're going to be correcting our mistakes get ready because it's a big job yeah I, i'd get some caffeine in you first yeah i know hey we're being joined by a, a good friend of ours david alluded to uh, her visit uh, earlier in the in the episode uh jana phillip is here hi jana from the uh, deland sport aviation showcase uh yeah that's your 
one. That's your mic right there. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, first of all, thank you. David and I enjoyed your little party the other night. That was fun. And Thank uh, you for coming. You'll be very welcome. Uh, and uh, we took we took that as an opportunity to record one of our daily episodes right outside. So we actually heard, heard the music in the background. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. Thank and, you. And, uh, so that, and was, that credit goes to the Flying Musicians. The Flying Musicians are a really cool uh, organization. And uh, yeah, that your husband is a, p- a participant in, right? Uh, and he was a participant that night, yes. Yeah, he yeah. Was. So, how are you doing? How's, how are you, first of all? You, you, uh, you, I'm good. You, you, I'm so good. You, you used to be the, the head guy, if you will, uh, for another uh, fly-in down here in Florida in the wintertime. Correct. And, um, and, and then you decided to go and do it again. I did. Yeah. And, I and did. so now you're up in DeLand. Uh, tell us about that fly-in. We've talked about it a little bit, but kind of give us the overview. Give us the, you know, the short description of what that fly-in is all about. I'd be happy to. And the reason that I took interest in DeLand, because that was a relocation for the entire family. And um, we looked at it long and hard before we did it. But the DeLand Municipal Airport had done a feasibility study and decided that Indeed, it was confirmed that it's a recreational sport aviation airport. Mm -hmm. It's not corporate jets that come and go, and it's not going to be in the future. So the dedication to that market just made sense Mm -hmm. for me. And um, I'm actually a licensed contractor. And the other side of my job that I do uh, um, when I'm not working on the showcase is the village. And that's a 40-acre tract that the city dedicated to developing a sport aviation it, it's called a village but it's not I, when i think of village i think of people mm-hmm. it, it was that era you know the village people but Ooh, this is okay, actually yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> this is actually a village for aircraft and what we hope to do in the village is to attract fabrication doping the paint shops already there um in the Phase 1A and Phase 1B, where the infrastructure is complete, we would like to have a flight school, maintenance mm-hmm. shop, um, you know, sales service. So eventually, for the home builder, with the home builder assist program, they can do everything at one place. Nice. Yeah. 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 And then, and so now for a few years now, in November, you do the, mm-hmm. what we call the fly-in and you call the showcase. Um, One and the same. Describe yep. it for us. What, what is that all about? I will. It is, I think the best description of it, <clears throat> excuse me, is a three-day business trade show for aircraft dedicated to the sport aviation recreational market. So we do not have an aerobatic show. And we also um, do not have like a bounce house for the children. It's a more of an well, aviator. Then Higgin isn't going to go. <laughs> no bounce house. No bounce house. But it's it's a we have a lot of fun, but it is dedicated to the sport aviation market. So it's on a much smaller scale than um, Sun and Fun, which is all of General Aviation or Oshkosh. Um, but we have the cream of the crop and exhibitors there. We've got over 100 exhibitors on the field. Last year we had over 120 aircraft on display. Mm-hmm. And then we've got an indoor exhibitor section as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when you describe it as a business show, though, it's, it's the attendees are regular they're pilots and airplane owners, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yep. Aviation yeah. enthusiasts. We do um, cater to the newcomer as well. We've got some educational forums, you know, if you're thinking about doing this, 
here are the steps that would help you to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just all the time want to make sure that we're messaging out there. It's affordable and it's attainable. Yeah. I was ti- I, I was fortunate enough to attend the, the inaugural in 2016 yes. uh-huh. because of the business aviation show I was working in Orlando. And the last day of the show over there is, is, is always more like fender bonding day than it is with the right. big audience. So got up early, drove up to DeLand. Uh, you could tell it was alive with people there was a lot of energy in it mm-hmm. and of course that was your first one there you don't expect everything to be perfect you don't have the facilities you plan but an old editor of mine would never let me call a show the first annual anything it could not be the first annual second annual you're on your way now you're up to your fourth annual and I know. Uh, have, Can your you crowds, believe it? have your crowds grown every year they have um between the first and second year, it grew 20%. Between the second and third year, 10%. And I actually did an attendee, attendee survey on site last year. And I, kinda, I have much more of an idea of where I need to market. And it's the five-state area, Florida primarily, and then the five-state area. So as we key in on where is the attendee coming from, and um, last year I developed a relationship with the FAA where every pilot in the state of Florida got a message and I have confirmed that EAA will have a heavy presence this year and we're going to start promoting it to the chapters now. Good. That's Very good. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what are the dates uh, for this uh, it, November, correct? It is. It's November 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm. and that is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday pattern and um, it, it's just a fun, wonderful time. Yep. Those of us with our own airplanes already, we could just fly in and, and, you can. and visit like that. Right. You can. We've got plenty of aircraft parking for you when you come in. We put you on a golf cart, and you're literally on the field in 30 seconds. Outstanding. And right. people yeah. can fly in and camp? It's Under the wing. Under the wing. They can. Yeah. Yep. And is there a, a traditional camping as well, trailers and, and motorhomes? You know, we develop a new segment every year. But we're not there yet as okay. far as the camping. Okay. Um, there are, gosh, four or five campgrounds for RVs and tent camping okay. listed on our website, and I've checked them. They're all great. That sounds fair. The good that thing about fair. DeLand is that it's fairly small. It's easy to get around. You're yeah. still at the show in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So uh, that's terrific. Thank you very much. Uh, November 14 through 16 uh, in November. Uh, and come on up for the day or, or for multiple days. Yeah. Where can they, <clears throat> excuse me, where, they can, where can they find the show online? SportAviationShowcase.com. There you go, folks. That's the place to. <clears throat> that's the place to turn. I have been talking too much. No. Oh no! <laughs> thank you, Jane. We really appreciate it. Thank good you. luck with the fly-in, and uh, uh, we'll we'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure. Right, and thank you all for coming. See, see you at Oshkosh. See you. Bye bye. So, uh, what's next here? Uh, Got the list. I know. Right? I have a list here. Uh, uh, so, Jeb, you you've been away, but we've been looking out for you. All right. <laughs> okay. I've been looking out I'm, for I'm you. I'm looking for a sandbag above Because you. I know that, you know, you're not happy until you've bought everything there is to buy. Right. All right. And uh, um, so we've joked on the podcast about how you have uh, one or more Roombas in your home uh-huh. to clean the floors. Yes. All right. We found a new Roomba for you. I saw it. Yeah. I it's walk, walk it's right over There's a, a lawnmower Roomba uh-huh. that I believe Honda is branded by Honda. It's a, it's part of the Honda booth over here. It's, it's underway right now. And... Uh, 
and it is it has basic it's been running all week long which means it's basically mowed the lawn down to bare dirt um now it's hard to see any improvement right now yeah that's actually not true someone told me they've taken the blades out of it for demonstration purposes here but uh, but there's literally i mean it's a little bigger than your roombas and i would imagine that it's a little more waterproof than your your roombas i would suspect but uh it's a and i don't know what i call it a lawn roomba i don't know what its official name is it probably doesn't have the word roomba i believe the name is momo momo Momo. No, you're making that up. No. Really? Okay. Well, there, well there's an episode title. For <laughs> yeah, you. I know, huh? I know, huh? It's Momo as if it's going to mow more of your lawn for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, up at the other fly in, we talk a lot about uh, the place where we camp with a lot of our friends uh, there in uh, Camp Scholler. A very similar thing happens down here, and it's a lot of fun. We didn't actually camp with them this year uh, because we are the guests of our friend Dave Shellbetter. But uh, we enjoyed a couple of evenings, Jeb, uh, over at Camp Radioactive, uh-huh. is what they call it uh-huh. here. Um, whereas the campment up in up at the other fly-in is sort of a general you know, internet people and a bunch of mutual friends and that kind of thing, podcasters and whatnot. Um, this encampment is for the volunteers of this uh, Sun and Fun radio right. staff. All right, And uh, um, a, a, a very similar kind of encampment, um, a very similar feel, a lot of fun, very, very hospitable. Um, and uh, 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 Larry and, and Mary Beth Overstreeters are, are right over here behind us here, who are. Uh, and I don't know if I don't know if he's the official. Are you the Are you the chief mice? Where is he gone? He's, no, he's right here. He's, but he's right not here. listening to. And he's you. not. Oh, there's Larry. Larry, look. There you are. Are you like the, the Are you the uh, the chief meister and, and and overlord of Camp Radioactive as well? Oh, that would be Shelter. That would be Shellbetter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The, Larry, the plot thickens. Larry was really quick to say, no, 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 not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he one of those. But uh, he, he definitely, he and Mary Beth and, and a handful of others play host over there, and it's a very, very fun place to go. Um, and so thank you for your hospitality the other night. We, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, and they introduced us to a few adult beverages that uh, were... No. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hard to believe. I, you know, I... I when I'm not around, you two just get in all kinds of trouble. I know, huh? I know. So, Camp Radioactive is cool. There's a Roomba, Camp Radioactive. Uh, I went to the balloons thing the other morning. Did you? Yeah. I go every Did, year. and, and it's, What was the weather like? Um, it was an interesting morning. Um, ultimately, it turned out to be a perfect balloon morning, as I'm told. Um, the winds were ver- very nearly calm, like, like you know, um, three, four, five miles an hour. Um, and uh, and and blowing from behind, you know, where we are spectators down there, and they're setting up all these balloons. The winds were coming from behind our back, so the balloons went off into the distance. You know, and everything stayed in sight, and it was pretty, pretty, pretty as it always is. Um, the interesting thing was that when we all went out there just prior to uh, to dawn, um, it was the airport was IFR, all right, because because there was a, you could see. I mean, you look up and you'd see the stars, no problem, but you'd look laterally, and I couldn't see the control tower across the field because the fog the morning fog but when the sun rose i mean within 15 minutes of the sun rising you, I mean, you sure that was morning fog and not friday night fog not friday night fog back in effect I'm not sure what that means, David. That's right. I think he's suggesting that alcohol might have been involved the night before. Yeah, no, believe me, it was a couple nights before that, and I learned my lesson at least for <laughs> at least for a week or two. Um, so, uh, but the uh, so the balloon thing was good. Um, let's see, we talked about the night air show um, on the daily the other day. We had uh, Charlie Becker joined us. Um, How's Charlie? He's great. He's great. He's he was so we sat down in a, in a little constabulary constabulary. Place where you can drink beer, all right, and uh, a bar. Yeah, 
ish, ish. Um, so we're drinking beer, and I start the podcast, and I introduce him from EAA, and they say we're sitting here drinking beer, and he's very quick to say, I'm not on the clock. Right? It's like, I can drink beer now. It's all right. Uh, yeah, on, Charlie's here on vacation. He was on vacation. Um, but we sat down and chatted for a while. He was telling us about his Cub project. Uh, did you know he's building that Cub, like... Totally from scratch. I did not. Know. Not even like he he's, bought, wel- he's welding the fuselage together. I mean, and all yeah, that. I the mean, whole bit. Not only that, <clears throat> he didn't even buy plants. Well, a lot of people build scratch airplanes because they buy a set so of he plants. Just, he just bought some tubing and uh, a couple of round t- uh, f- files, and he's and he's yeah, watching this. I mean, and all, it. all kidding aside, apparently, you know, went wherever you go on the web or whatever, and found plans from original. Piper Cub plans and Super Cub plans and things like that, and using them as a as sort of a model, if you will. Cool. But but largely, as it, as I understand it, largely fabricating this thing completely on his own. Wow. Right? Um, that's that's an interesting that's project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, so he was updating us on that, uh, and that was interesting. Uh, he was also chatting with us a little bit about uh, uh, some of the changes that are going to happen up there um, mm-hmm. um, this year, and we'll talk more about that on the podcast in, in the coming months. But uh, um, I. We, we also talked about the fact that the uh, One Week Wonder 2 all right, is here this week, um, and uh, it's, it's all painted up. And unlike, unlike One Week Wonder 1, which things didn't go quite as planned in terms of the paint job because we all signed it and everybody loved the signatures and so they couldn't decide what to do and they ultimately solved that problem. But here, they, now they knew what they had to look out for. All right? And so uh, it has arrived here um, all painted up according to the scheme that was selected by uh, a lot of members. And uh, looking really nice. And what they did this time is that they um, they had recorded all our names as we were popping our rivets, all right? And um, and then they cr- um, created little panels that get um, applique kind of, you know, uh, uh, sticker panels that go onto the tops of the wings. And so there's, there's a half a dozen of these panels with, like, hundreds of names on every panel. And I spent some time last night searching them all and found my name. I found my name. Yay! So I'm on there. And uh, I, I was looking for your name, too, David, because you and I uh, pulled rivets together um, that afternoon. Um, and uh, But I found my name and I stopped. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> you could be there. I don't know. Was, was that part still attached? The part you signed? Okay. Yeah. All right. You yeah, made it. I, well, yeah. I assume it's the one that I pulled the review. You know, for all I know, that was the one that they discovered. You know, had terrible, terrible flaws in. And uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty airplane. Yeah, if something were going to fall off, it'd have my name on it, right? Yeah. And so. it probably would have fallen off by now because that one week wonder Bravo has had a fair amount of airtime put on it. I mean, it flew down here from uh, from Wisconsin. It's going to be making a tour through chapters on its way back to Wisconsin. And uh, then it'll be on display up uh, up north come July. Kind of makes you wonder. You, know, you got the second one out there flying around and all that kind of thing. Kind of makes you wonder about the first one week wonder. Why isn't it out flying around? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, David. Some sort of big jet just taken off. We can't quite see it because the canopy's blocking our view. If I uh, if my memory is accurate. Uh, it's still flying up at uh, okay. up at Oshkosh, okay. but there's discussion about what to do with it, whether to put it in the museum or yeah. do some other. That and that was a Zenith kit on the first right. one week wonder. Uh, in case you've been out of the loop, and the e- second one week wonder was an R- is an RV twelve. And EAA, of course, has its own museum. They can do anything they yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Charlie did tell us some interesting story about a, uh, a was a Zenith fly-in that he takes it to. And uh, oh yeah, in Mexico, Missouri, at the factory. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell, it sounds like that was an interesting airport. You guys were talking about that last night. Yeah, I spent a week with, uh, with those folks several years ago. Uh, really nice little country airport. Uh, got uh, retired police interceptors for courtesy cars. Which is kind of always always nice to know that you can get out of the way of yourself. Well, levels the playing field. <laughs> they had a they had a uh, 135 operator that chartered a 172 to me, so we could do air to airs of the Zenith airplane. Uh, they've got a great factory operation up there, and and every year they have a homecoming for their customers, and the crowd just gets a little bigger every year. They have demonstrations of the skills that you need to build one of Zenith's airplanes, and, uh, and it, it's like building the uh, YX. It, 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 high skill is not necessary, uh, but diligence and paying attention to the plans is. And other than that, it's a whole lot of uh, Cherry Max rivets and an air rivet gun and go a lot of times. And for those who say, oh, I could pull those rivets by hand and save the money uh, of an air puller you will wind up with an arm that looks like Popeye's and you won't even be a tenth of the way through well you know and I guess it's like Brave New World because when I first started hanging out around home builders they didn't even have these pull pop rivets they were like doing traditional rivets for the right they were bucking AN rivets yeah yeah you would have to put the weight the the buck thing hold it behind bucking bar bucking bar well there were all different shapes right because you had different different spaces you had there's two kind of bucking bars. Yeah, okay. Is this a the one family, you, family you, podcast? The now? one that you drink in up in, uh, uh, yeah, up okay. in Wyoming and the, uh, the one that you use to uh, set rivets. Did you ever actually do rivets like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I started in an RV6, had the whole tail finished. Uh, uh, my bride sent me up to the factory to go to their home builder school for a week. And then uh, the need for me to change my employment situation overwhelmed my interest in building and i sold the kit to another guy and bought a cherokee and that was the end of that Mm -hmm. but uh beautiful airplanes rvs and uh, some guys are intimidated by the uh, flush riveting that you have to do on it which is extensive but it's not a hard skill to learn. Really? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the toughest part about it is when you've got to have somebody else on the other side of, these, of the, the, the part holding the bucking bar for you because you can't reach around on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you actually use a pneumatic hammer device, right? Yeah, a rivet gun. Yeah. It goes... Yeah. Oh, it's, got and, uh, a, it's got an exotic name, a rivet gun. Yeah, yeah, you know, they thought long and hard yeah, coming I'll, up with that. I love it when you talk that way. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, I heard horror stories, not horror stories necessarily, but uh, people really challenged by doing rivets the old-fashioned way. And uh, um, it, because you do them wrong and have to drill them out. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you have, Maybe you have to do that with this new technology that we use now. Do they? Well, occasionally, occasionally you'll uh, pull a rivet and the stem won't come out the way it's supposed to or it doesn't mushroom the way it's supposed to. And, it, it, and those are fairly easy to center the drill into. Because there's that little opening on the top of the rivet. Uh, with the AN rivets, you get a click center punch and center punch the top of the rivet and then drill through it. And usually by the time the, the rivet get the, the drill gets through the second uh, part of the skin and back of the rivet, it just pops off yeah. mm-hmm. and you're off to the races. Yeah. Now, you might need to look at a slightly larger rivet to go in that hole if it wallows out. Yeah. But this is not brain surgery, folks. Yeah, you've got to be very careful about your the size of the bit you're using too you've got to be careful and 
the hardest thing for some people I've noticed in both setting AN rivets and, and pull rivets is getting the rivet guns square with they, the surface that you're about to use. Yeah, and, that was a big part of the training that they gave us up at uh, up at uh, doing the one week wonder. Yeah, when we so, were in the queue to uh, right. pull our rivet in the one week wonder. Uh, but it's 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 not skilled. It's difficult to manage. Uh, it's if you can read a blueprint, that may be the biggest challenge for a lot of people. If they haven't had experience in reading three-view blueprints, they may find some of it a little confusing. But there's always good support from these kit companies, and usually it's just a phone call or an email away to get your questions mm-hmm. answered. Yeah. It's been another uh, terrific week here in Lakeland, Florida, um, and uh, just had a great time. Jeb, one of these days we're going to get you here for more of it because you'd enjoy it. I know you, you, know, you have enjoyed it in the past. Oh, I yeah, and I enjoy it even now. Yeah. Don't, don't misunderstand. I um, um, have responsibilities elsewhere. That, that darn day job. I don't know. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. So, uh, but it's not quite over yet. Um, there is the better part of, a, of the final day still going on here. Um, you guys got any plans for things you want to touch before we are, are out of here? Uh, I've done most of the wandering that I uh, need to do and want to do here, so I'm just basically going to hang out with you guys and follow your breadcrumbs. Yeah, I might make a pass through one of the hangars, uh, talk to a couple of vendors, but yeah. other than that, no, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I'm going to get a picture of you with the uh, lawn Roomba. Uh, oh yes, that's yeah. We'll go get a selfie with. The- yeah, there we go. Um, as always, uh, a huge thanks to everybody. Another jet going by here. It's good airplane noise. It is, it is. That's a big and long-lasting airplane. There might be more than one of them. Yeah. Still can't... It's too bad we don't know anybody who's in charge here, Shelbetter, who could make this canopy not go all the way out so it didn't block our view right you know carl larry roy oh they're in charge now <laughs> anyways as i was trying to say uh, uh we, we we are very very grateful to all of our hosts here um everyone who makes the sun and fun uh, a fly-in possible are uh, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers all over these grounds that make this thing possible more than three thousand three thousand yeah see so um thank you to all of them um thank you to uh, our friends here at uh, dave shellbetter's sun and fun radio <laughs> <laughs> Not the least of which Dave Schaubert, who's rejoined us here for a second. Uh, uh, David, thank you very much for your hospitality and for your uh, your uh, friendship. I actually want to thank you on two levels. First of all, on a personal level, thank you for being such a nice host and letting us uh, bunk in your uh, trailer. And Thank uh, April. Uh, I will thank that's, April. That's, that's April's trailer. Yeah, and, and we thank, just get to use it. Yes, that's right. But uh, thanks for that. Uh, and, and as uh, as uh, uh, Uber chairman of Sun and Fun Radio, uh, thank you for uh, putting up with us and, and letting us do our thing here and uh, letting us help you a little bit all week long. Um, it's always a blast. Always a lot of fun here. So thank you to uh, to that. Uh, you're welcome. Th- thank, thank you, you to, guys for being here. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, thanks to Jana Phillip from uh, the Deland uh, Showcase uh, for joining us for a few minutes. And uh, have I forgotten anybody other than I'm trying to forget? No, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you to my two good friends here in podcast uh, 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 infamy. Uh, that's Jeb Burnside. That's Dave Higdon. I'm Jack Hodgson. David, was there something you were going to tell us? The key to old age happiness, flying, because time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. Bye-bye. And that's enough flying. That's enough talking. <laughs> That's enough flying. Let's go talking. Yeah, yeah that's. What I, I love live radio. That's Jack, what I was about Jack, to say. Jack, brother. That's enough talking. Let's go flying. 
slash Jack Hodgson. <laughs>